is maybe bring out on bringing our buddy Rich Walchmitt. Oh, and I don't know if I really want to talk to him. I know, I know, he's such a bore. <laughs> maybe I should just read some of his books about shit he doesn't know about. <laughs> no, I'd love to talk to him. But uh, the the short answer, mm-hmm. the sh- the short answer is uh, we had a we had a really solid crew mm-hmm. this year that went out and basically stuck to the stage distance plan. Yeah, and probably had our highest success rate that we've had in ten years, quite frankly, of people pulling it off. We we had uh, I, I want to say we had. Fifty percent completion rate this year. That's where I, I would I, I would have to look at it. Yeah, I mean we're typically if we have twenty or twenty five percent, that's you know we've a had success. Yeah, yeah, we've had years where we've had nobody finish. Right, sort of thing. Um, and and just for the listeners at home, you ideally on an event like that, you would love it if only one person finished, wouldn't you? Would that be like the the rat's a little different. Yeah. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. the rats one I would actually prefer more people finish it because I do think it's truly achievable by most people mm-hmm. with just the proper expectations. Sure, and, and it doesn't. Ha- sure, you have to be fit enough to do it. There's no doubt about that. You do have to train for it properly and mental. That's a big well, that's, mental uh, aspect. Ultimately, that's what it, it's. It's. 80% mental. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yes, you can have an overuse injury on your knee. Oh, yeah. That takes you out. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. You you can have that stupid raw ass full mm-hmm. of saddle sores that yeah. takes you out. Yes, yeah. that that can happen. Both are arguably not proper preparation, though. If, sure. If, if you get to, you know, if you weren't having a saddle sores issue prior to the rat and you find that saddle source issue on day two or day three of the rat. Yeah. That's kind of on you. That, that's indicative of you weren't putting the back to back days together ahead of time to, yeah. s- to see how that affects your body sort of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. We could go on for, and again, I think bringing in rich to talk mm-hmm. about it and his perspectives on it mm-hmm. would be, uh, w- would be a, Big deal, mm-hmm. uh, because he was in the middle of it this yeah. year. He's been at several prior years. He was around the people that were that did complete it, mm-hmm. and I think his perspectives would be better than mine on that. But generally speaking, it was highly successful this year. We had really good weather, mm-hmm. which is not historically the case. I think we had one warm day, and their last day was pretty chilly. So yeah. I, I I never heard back from them on that but everything else in between was pretty good no mud it rained like the day before yeah but it was like ideal in that it just packed down all the dust form sort of thing yeah no mud to deal with that all went really well we had a documentary film crew that was tagging along with them that they're putting together something i'm not involved with it yeah so that'll be interesting to see somewhere down the road what was their goal in being there? Were they highlighting a single rider or nope. the event or the, just the terrain or the, uh, I can't, I, I don't, I don't want to speak on their behalf and mm-hmm. I haven't really dug into it yeah. to go, what, you know, what's your agenda here? What are you trying to accomplish? Right. My understanding is that they're just the, the documentaries about the event itself and the type of people that do things like this okay. on a very general basis. That makes sense. And their expectation is, as they're out there with the riders and they're interviewing people and they're seeing the the landscape and the terrain and the towns mm-hmm. and stuff like that, the story's going to make itself from that. Right. Uh, I, I believe they're taking a very organic approach to I it. I like it. I like it. Uh, but I don't know that. So are you going to let us know when it comes out and how to find that documentary? And of course. We, well, of course I, of course and, I will. When so I know. Do you have any expectation on when, how long that's going to um, take? 
my understanding, and this could change because I have no idea mm-hmm. what uh, you know what they got out of how much they've got to edit. <laughs> my understanding is it's a two-year project for them. Oh, they showed up for this year's event, and then they're going to be at next year's event. And oh, wow. and my guess is part of it is so I might have a chance to be in this documentary. You could be, yeah, you you could be a superstar. Huh. My guess is they want to potentially show people that did it one year and maybe didn't make it all the way mm-hmm. and came back the next year and did. That's just a guess though. I don't know. So here's my plan. Indoor trainer this year, race across Texas next year. That's a good plan. Yeah. I like it. Where um I'm I mean I'm going super focused on the stage distance for next year. Okay. Now, make no mistake, anybody that wants to do 200 miles a day. Anybody that wants to go out there and set an FKT, pursue yeah. it, you're more than welcome to. I'm not, but that's not the focus. I'm trying to focus it on the real people sort of thing. I think we need to, and I say we, not that I'm involved in this event at all, but I think that it would be awesome to find a standing sponsor to put out a bounty for an FKT. We'll, we'll, we'll save that discussion for another. That could be a whole episode about yeah. sponsors. I think it would be cool, though, to put it out could, a bounty. It could be cool. You know, whether could, it's a kuat rack or, you know, uh, a could, pair of pedals or whatever, you know. I, I understand. Well we'll, well, we'll have sponsor talk for one episode because okay. that, 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 that can go down a myriad of, yeah. of rabbit trails. But we're going to focus on the stage distance where even people that aren't doing the stage race. Uh-huh. They're showing up at the same town as the stage racers each right, night. Just in different windows, yeah. Just in, Again, so, you know, if Matt Stevens and his ilk are finishing at 3 o'clock, 2 mm-hmm. or 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. that's the stage racers. We might have another group that are finishing at 6 or 7 o'clock or maybe even 10 o'clock at yeah. night. But they're going to be staying at Love the same you, hotel. Now, enough about me. Well, no, I want to keep it on you. What does 2024 look like for Spinistry? What are, are you, are you shifting your focus, so to speak? Are we going to see more grassroots, multi-surface events? Are we going to continue to see long, hard and dirty gravel routes? Um, I know we have, you have your staples, you know, uh, Red River Riot, Midnight Massacre, Chain Ring Massacre, uh, what, how, uh, Hell, Hell of the North Texas. Hell of the North Texas. And there's one more that I'm forgetting that are like the, the staples. What's the one down in San Saba? Hill Country Hundy. Hill Country Hundy. Aren't those kind of your top five? So, sounds sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. So those aren't going anywhere, right? Correct. Okay. So are there anything else that we can anticipate? I mean, obviously, Race Across Texas is going to take place again. We've already talked about the focus is going to be uh, stage-ish, you know, being there in a borderline not support role but being there at the different stages and you know kind of giving people a game plan so they can jump on uh like like me i have no Mm -hmm. clue what i'm doing Mm -hmm. but once again my plan is to camp every night understood um to to truly bike pack it on paper that's my that's my intention i get it i get it that's my intention And, and i'm even more compelled to say that because you think that i'm can't do it so i didn't say i didn't you didn't you did not say it though no my point was that you're not going to be able to just find camping at any point along the way and go i want to i want to find a spot to camp in the next 10 minutes that's not a viable option my point was if you can camp it but you have to have a very specific plan in place of i'm going to camp here Mm -hmm. each day or a plan B or a plan. You have to know where you're going to camp Yeah, is all I was getting at. Yeah. You were talking about, well, when I'm tired, I'll just find somewhere to camp. Well, I don't think that's exactly what I said. Well, well we're, we're, we're simplifying it. Yeah. But when, when Rich is here, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it again. Cause Rich remembers it kind of the same way I do, I think. Okay. But let's, uh, let's go. What's the 2024 spinistry plan? Yes. We're in the midst of what's basically a two-year restructuring uh-huh. plan. 
Much like the Cowboys. And... <laughs> Or the Rangers. Oh my God! I, I, I was going to try not to mention the Rangers, yeah. but I am so stoked, so stoked. But the focus in 2023, I keep bringing up Matt Stevens, but mm-hmm. um, in 2018 at the Rat and the Rat, I keep bringing up Matt and Lauren and I were talking about some stuff, and I had out loud said something that had been in the back of my head for a long time is that I, I, I would really like to make spinistry membership based, not event based as uh-huh. far as revenue yeah, sort of thing. So I threw that out in 2018 and Matt, Matt said something, well then why don't you? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know, we, we don't have the membership base to do that. I'm working yeah. to growing it to that level, blah, 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 blah. Uh, during the virus times, quite frankly, it was our club membership that kept things flowing. kept us going. Yeah. yeah, we weren't doing events for a time there, or didn't know when we would be doing events. Mm-hmm. And people kept renewing their memberships, even though we weren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. New people were joining. Yeah, so I spent the rest of the the virus times thanking those people by, "Hey, we're gonna here's a free club ministry right. Here's right. a free club ministry." Thank you for helping us get through this. Yeah. Last year, it, middle of 2022, it, it, you know, it's like, fuck it. Yeah. Let's see if we can go membership based. Right. I, no, we didn't have the membership numbers to say, oh yeah, flick of the switch. We're membership based now. It's like, right. no, no. Right. We're you know we're we're going out on a limb here, but I think with the right growth rate, we can we can get there. And so, starting towards the end of last year. Uh, 2022, actually it'll be the end of November was when the switch was flicked of, mm-hmm. I was making it public. Hey, you join club spinistry. We're going to give you all the free events we can. Yeah. And middle of this year, the numbers were growing about where we kind of hoped they might mm-hmm. not at our, oh, wouldn't it be fantastic if level, but right. uh, Hey, if we can do this, it, it makes sense to keep going that way. The rate was growing that way in the middle of the year. I said, all right, everything in 2023 is going to be free for clubs ministry members with yeah. the goal of if we can keep growing at this rate, everything in 2024 will be as well. That's where we're at now. If you're a clubs ministry member, all of our single day events yeah. are free for clubs ministry members in 2024 and the rat multi-day event yeah. is as well. We might throw other stuff in the mix. We're not, we're not static. We don't have yeah. all the pieces that's in one place. of the things I, I, I really applaud you for, you know, like, like we've talked about, you know, the, the cycling world, cycling industry is what we've typically talked about is a constantly changing thing. And I love the fact that, I mean, since 2010, when you put on your first event, you know, you have continued to not be scared to try stuff, not be scared to just let stuff go, go, well, that didn't work you know, put it on the back burner, say, well, we'll come back and revisit this. You know, not only have you pivoted and changed event styles, links, you know, terrains, um, I I feel like you've still stayed with the spirit of where you started, but you've, you've kind of adapted and and moved with the times, you know, which is critical. Um, And, much like the cycling industry we've talked about, you know, everything has to be changing. The people that are continuing to try to put on the same events and they're getting less than lackluster results, you know, those people are going to end up phasing themselves out or if they haven't already. There's been a lot of race promoters that aren't around anymore, you know, and it's because of their inability to flex and, and take note of what works, what is the perception and everything. And I think it's, freaking awesome that you were constantly changing. Like I said, I mean, obviously you have your main events because they're proven, but you you're continuing to try to figure out what else works, you know, on top of that. I think it's pretty cool. Well, thank you. That's enough of my ass kissing. That that does mean a lot to, to <laughs> yeah. me. I, I, I do appreciate you kissing my ass. <laughs> well, you, you, you've cracked another egg there, so might mm-hmm. as well stretch this out. In case we need to make this one into two episodes, depending on how next week works out. We'll talk about that later. Okay. We're kind of in a two-year restructuring mm-hmm. concept at the moment. And the first part was, let's get membership-based. Yeah. 
In order to accomplish that, though, we did have to contract the events themselves in the fact that, and this isn't a negative, and if it has to say this way, per personally, I'm fine with it, but we've, re we've contracted our events back to very, very grassroots. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's not big prizes, there's not big trophies, there's, you know, we're still going to feed and give yeah. people cold drinks when we can and things yeah. like that. But there's not a big blow up finish arch and right. sponsor memorabilia yeah. and uh, t-shirts and giveaways. That's not part of the mix right now. Right. Right now. Yeah. Uh, so kind of what the goal is, is to I have a number in mind that if we can get a mem our membership levels to a certain level, that's where we can approach not huge national sponsors. Actually, I kind of want to go the other way, but we can approach potential sponsors mm -hmm. that financially, this makes a lot of sense right. for you to donate $2,000 to this event to cover t-shirts or whatever else. Right. Right. And that's the idea for 2025 is to start building in more value. Value is not the right word. Cause I, I think $75 a year and you know, a dozen free events is a pretty good value. Yeah. 100%. But in turn, I can also appreciate that people want to, at least a couple times a year, go back to some of our bigger ministry events with the glitz and glamour and stuff right. like that, like we used to. Maybe a big cash payout, maybe the right. huge custom awards or whatever. I don't know yet. Yeah. So that's kind of 2024, if we can get our membership base to a certain level, I think would give us the flexibility in 2025 to approach supporters at the corporate level. I mean, I think. $75 for a year worth of events is, is a freaking no-brainer. I mean, like, how much was Big Sugar entrance fee? It was 100 I'm sure. Probably probably more. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, at least 100 for a, for one event, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, you, you, you are racing side-by-side -side with some big names, the national-level people. I'm, sh I'm sure there was a pretty cool swag bag of some sort yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but still, I mean, you, you pay a, a large fee, you have to travel, you have to find accommodations, you know, you have to feed yourself. Sure. You know? I mean, and I think that I think, and I think there's, a, I think there's room in the world for those types of events. Oh, I absolutely. And then and we're, we're happy to be the events that get people trained up to go to, to, go to their bucket list yeah. events and enjoy it that much more because they are properly experienced yeah. and trained and so forth else. Something, I mean, kind of along those lines, you know, so you're asking what's coming up for spinistry, something we just rolled out last week. Last year, we uh, we found we had some international writers show up for our um, Mad Dog 2023 event and our Hell of the North Texas, because they were in Texas to do Gravel Locos and with the plan of going to Unbound as well. Mm -hmm. So they had, they were here. For the whole month. Yeah. And it was people from Africa, people from Europe, some, uh, we didn't have any Asian writers that showed up for our events, but I heard they were floating around the state. What we're doing this year is, hey, you know, we're, we're going to do a three-week series in May that anybody that's hanging out in Texas, particularly if they're coming from Europe, yeah, and they're planning to do Gravel Locos anyway, Hey, come to our events as well. It's going to help you with your heat acclimation, getting ready for Unbound. Mm -hmm. So we're, you know, we're doing our Hell of the North Texas in Paris on the 4th of May. We're doing, uh, we're going back to Pontotoc uh, for our amazing firewheel route, mm -hmm. uh, May 11th. And then we'll do Cross Timbers area on May 25th, and which is a nice, lots of shade, but still some rolling terrain, mm -hmm. you know, far north Texas. So if people are starting to make their way up towards Emporia, mm -hmm. you know, they're there. The idea is if you're coming here from the Netherlands, go ahead and get your club's ministry membership for 75 bucks. And you've got three rides that you, you don't have to show up for all three. If you just want to do one or two of them, you're going to yeah. get your money's worth oh, yeah. there. Oh yeah. And I'll let the cat out of the bag. Cause we're almost two hours into this. There's probably very few people listening to this right now. <laughs> We've lost 13 of our 30 listeners. <laughs> I, th I think we're up to 33. Oh, shit. Oh. We're getting there. The one listener per episode, I think, is kind of our growth rate at this point. Oh. So what 
we're also going to do is what we're calling our yellow brick road ride. Mm -hmm. Saturday is Whitesboro, Callisburg, Gainesville. Not sure exactly where we'll stage it, but the Cross Timbers ride. Mm -hmm. And then leaving Sunday, anybody that's here that's wanting to pedal their bike to Emporia for Unbound will do a rat type stage ride between Gainesville and Emporia oh. about 125 miles a day. So you'll be in Emporia Thursday night. Wow. What's the overall distance on that? Ish? 640-ish, 650-ish. Mm, that's not terrible. No, it's not, it's, it's not bad at all. Yeah. I would and, have thought it was more than that. And this is spinistry miles, too. So yeah. we do some zigzagging. Sure. We, we catch some of our stuff that we yeah. scouted. Yeah. Uh, we'll, that'll be in the mix, some Very of that. Cool. Um, but that's what I was talking about. I actually had time this week. Yeah. To scout maybe all of that, some of it anyway, and then this weather rolls through. And this yeah. is not the time did, to be scouting in the middle of Oklahoma. No. Did they get more rain than we did? Oh, yeah, they're, they're getting slaughtered. Okay. They're getting, yeah, it's, it's all, all I, flooding. I haven't looked at the radar up there, but man, we needed rain. And who knows? I mean, we may only have three people that are interested in something like that. No. Hell, even if you just have one, that's freaking kick Exactly. Exactly. You know? And that's, and that's the beauty of this membership model. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can put everything on your calendar and choose when it gets closer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think um I think hopefully that works extremely well for you because I think it's a not only is it a, a great value for anybody that chooses to sign up, I think it it allows you to concentrate on things that make every event a little bit better, you know scouting and stuff instead of over promoting and trying to like get people to sign up at the last minute and, you know offer an on-site registration and all the the logistics that come with that i think it allows you to develop the routes better and, and just and develop the events better yeah. that's so again going back to kind of where this discussion started and again thank you the membership model allowed me to just be able to go you know what brad you're right let's just do this yeah. multi-surface form let's do all or nothing yeah and i you know we don't have to worry about it attracting 200 people right yeah if it's if it's interesting to 25 or 30 spinistry riders fantastic we're gonna have fun with it and learn from it yeah. and that was the i mean it went really well but yeah. there were definitely things it's like hey that was cool but it would be cooler if right and so i'm super stoked about the next version of all or nothing now yeah. and that's that's where i kind of want to be as opposed to trying to do a different throw something up against the wall event every week, trying, oh, maybe this will work, or the weather right. sucks this week, and we need to make up for it, or blah, 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 blah. Right. It's like just one primary event a month that, hey, this is what we do year after year after year. And yeah. then, hey, weather's nice. Let's do, go do a club spinistry ride that accomplishes this yeah. sort of thing on whenever it works into something else. So uh, that makes me have one more question like where did the name all or nothing come from and how difficult does it get to name events when you put on so many events does some of them just come to you and or or i know you try to especially lately you've been putting a more historical spin on some of the routes that you've right, been doing right so I was I was wondering where all or nothing came from first of all, and then, like I said, like how difficult is it naming new events for you, or where do you find all your or nothing is definitely going to be the, the exception and not the rule. Mm -hmm. uh, I honestly can't remember how the name popped into my head. It very well may have been something you said while we were talking about it. It's one it's one of those where somehow or another when. I was putting the concept together for the event. All or nothing popped up in front of me or in my head or something. It's like, I'm just going with that. Okay. It, it seemed it seemed to describe the flavor of the event, for, for lack of a better term. And, but I don't know what the inspiration for that particular one was. But like uh, I can give two examples for like those May events I was just talking about because those are brand new events I put together. Uh, the fire wheel ride out of Pontotoc. I think we're calling it the fire wheel gravel adventure or something like I don't even that. I not know where Pontotoc is. Uh, it's 
north of Llano, mm -hmm. south of San Saba. Mm -hmm. It's in, we just had a ride down there a couple weeks ago. It's one of our most gorgeous routes. It's on the edge of the hill country. Going back to what we were talking about, our, one of our most popular rides for years was our hill country hundy out of Llano. Mm -hmm. But it just, we've lost all of our gravel there. Yeah. It's all been paved over. Some of that route uh, shared some of the route with the Castell grind as well. Uh -huh. And my understanding is almost all of the Castell grind routes have been paved over. Maybe the South Loop might still be dirt. I'm not sure. But there's that, that area west of Cherokee, north of Llano, south of San Saba. It's just this beautiful hill country area that's just been too far away to try to get people to go to. Yeah. But now that that's where the gravel is, mm -hmm. and now that we're membership-based and I don't have to worry about 250 people showing up for an event, right? 50 people show up, fantastic, let's have a good time. Right. So I can go to Pontotoc and put on an event now, yeah. and everybody can have a good time. And everybody that showed up a, a few weeks ago, uh, that was, uh, they all said the same. It was like, this is the best gravel I've ever ridden. This is the best route I've ever... Because it's it, and for me as a promoter, it was fantastic because it was one of the easiest to mark that I've ever had. I only had like twenty arrows I had to put out because it yeah. was long, winding dirt roads that went on forever. How many arrows do you own? Several hundred. Yeah, but I I bring them back every time. Yeah, and they they disappear much less frequently than they used to. That's good. I remember that was a huge deal. There it was for a, quite. Some it was time, a huge deal, especially in certain areas. Where we they were, not, just, we're not going there. I don't, I mean, we're not going. We're not going to encourage those folks if they happen yeah. to be listening. Yeah. Uh, but the punt. So we're. I decided that would be a good fit for that builder series leading up to Unbound Gravel that I was talking about. Yeah. Because some folks would be staying in the Austin area, and so mm -hmm. throw one of the rides in closer to them, and decide to go back there. Because uh, it was such a big hit a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. but I, I mean, the we call the one we did a few weeks ago we called the Fly Gap Gravel Ramble, because Fly Gap Road was one of the best features on it. Mm -hmm. It's one I've had a, a struggle coming up with a name. Mm -hmm. So, but Fly Gap, okay, sounds kind of different sort of thing. So researching history and stuff like that i'll do that in the areas and sometimes that'll be the inspiration for a name but i knew the time of year that we're going to be down there uh is going to the it's just peak of wildflower season yeah and so one of my favorite wildflowers uh, is the firewheel and i know they're going to be very prevalent yeah there that time of year so that was a completely selfish one i'm calling that one firewheel for the firewheel wildflower because i expect them to be popping really good but it's got wheel in the name so yeah. that's somewhat bike associated and the other one that we're doing up in cross timbers forest i was trying to find something that would relay the cross timbers forest or those types of roads that we're doing mm -hmm. and it's like now well, they're tight and twisty uh and lots of shade and well it's may that's tornado season so we're calling that one the Texas Twister. Yeah. And so, it, you know. I saw that. I like the artwork for it, too. Did you see are the you, flying cow? Yeah. Are you are you utilizing uh, just straight up AI for that? Most of, most of the time when I do an initial image right mm -hmm. now, I'll, I'll generate an AI one mm -hmm. just to test things out. Yeah. Sort of thing. But make no mistake, though, that when it's appropriate, mm -hmm. and again, that kind of goes back to what you're know, Hopefully, we're evolving to with some sponsorships and things like that, uh, or corporate supporters, or however that may look. Don't have a specific plan for that. Right. But when that comes about, uh, I definitely plan to be hiring my artists when we do the stuff like the t shirts and awards and stuff like that again. Yeah. But for a quick social media blurb, yeah, sort of thing, I have no, I have no problem utilizing AI. I think it's cool. Because, I mean, I was just using clip art and stuff before anyway. Yeah. yeah. But when it gets down to an actual t-shirt design mm -hmm. or a poster or mm -hmm. whatever, I, I have a number of artists that I enjoy working with yeah. that uh, will... will Crank out some cool shit. Yeah. yeah when yeah. it's appropriate. Yeah. Back to arrows, because we glanced over this. Okay. 
in 2023 are spinistry arrows still worth uh is the currency exchange still one beer for one arrow <laughs> historically that's been the case historically historically that's been the case i, I that's yes that's the rumor i started forever ago yes and so I was just curious. Yeah, I, 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 I will. I will. Yes, I will still stand up for that. If you come across a spinistry arrow in the wild, you can redeem it for a beer. It may not be a cold beer, depending on when it's redeemed, though. That's fair. Beer is a beer is a beer. That said, I will occasionally leave a spinistry arrow out in the wild intentionally. Yeah. Most of the time, and I mean, most of the time, when when one comes across one. It doesn't happen as much as it used to because I never lean on anyone else to take down my arrows anymore. Yeah. I did that for a stretch, yeah. and I found out that doesn't work well. It's always a treat for me when I'm out on a ride, <laughs> and I just, I mean, it's like the ultimate Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people can be out riding or, or driving and see them, and it doesn't even come yeah. you know, into their radar. And that, so that's occasion. Usually every event i'll leave one Mm -hmm. arrow out there just as an easter egg yeah for somebody and i almost always hear and it can it can be two years later three years later and it's like uh, you know i I heard from people in colorado i I found one of your arrows out by trinidad i said oh was it here yeah Yeah, it was it's like yes you were supposed to find that And, and and speaking of easter eggs the the uh what was it the uh lost and found uh, I forgot what you called it, but where you stashed Spinistry merch? Oh, the 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 ride with GPS thing. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was a cool thing too. That that was that was all ride with GPS. There, yeah. that was that was their idea. They were gracious enough to reach out to me and ask if I'd help them with it, and I, and I was happy to. I thought that was very cool. Uh, I liked I liked the the concept. I think that'd be a fun thing to do during the winter as well, just to get people out of the house. You uh, know. Maybe, uh, so right now we have tentatively on the books Monster Cross Monday, mm-hmm. I believe it's Monday, January 1st, I think is the way the calendar works. I know I know that'll be a holiday, So yeah. I'm, um, but maybe we could turn that one into a little bit of a scavenger hunt uh, idea as well, because I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of the going all, all the way across Dallas and Fort Worth these days. We're, all, we're almost there. With the infrastructure, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still a there's still a few uh, road sections you got to put into the mix c- to connect everything, but none what's, of them are hairy right now. What's the viability of starting A to B and then training on the way back? Uh, very high, with the exception. I mean, it's, it's built to do that. Yes. Uh, the 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 problem with that, unfortunately, though, is uh, Fort Worth TRE. Mm-hmm. They're closed on Sundays, yeah. so just doing it on a Sunday it doesn't work. Right, and they're typically closed on holidays as well. Uh-huh. But there's a workaround now. The Grapevine train that goes between Grapevine and Fort Worth does run on holidays and Sundays, uh-huh. and Dallas to Denton runs on Sundays and holidays. Or no, not to Denton, to, Mm-mm. not to Denton, I'm sorry. You can take it all the way as far as Carrollton. Uh, Carrollton, yeah. sorry. Yeah, that we're, yeah. So we, last time we did Monster Cross Monday on a holiday Monday, we set up the circuits. So yeah, you would have that gap north of Carrollton or between Dallas and Fort Worth that you had no choice but to pedal your bike. Mm-hmm. But anywhere in between, you could hop the train and get back to Grapevine. Yeah, okay. And and the the grapevine train doesn't have a problem with you bringing bikes. No. Okay. No. Great. Very cool. Grapevine train's very cool, very and cool. it's got a it's got a really cool food court and everything there. Yeah, yeah I've been there. Um, the, you're talking about the hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that hotel Zen? No. Uh, what I don't. I can't remember what it's I called. can't remember what it's called. Yeah. We were and we were just there last week. Met my daughter there. She was in town with her with her boyfriend. So yeah, took the dogs out to meet them and had a actually. A Quite tasty uh, Connecticut lobster roll. Yeah, very cool. Oh, that's that's a grapevine. Yep. Okay, because I had a lobster roll at is it Irving that has the, the food court that's like three stories? No idea. Oh. Um. Anyways, uh, I've got a bike question for you, please. Um, I just got a text from uh, Garrett 
and it's a perfect question to ask you or a little discussion. What are some good USA made Thai options for gravel other than Chumba, Linsky, <laughs> Moots, and why? <laughs> What else would there, why is he asking that question? I don't know. I'm just curious, but uh, I know. Um, why, why, why would you want to go outside Chumbo, Linsky or Moots? I mean, maybe he wants to support someone smaller. Strong? Is strong, is strong still around? Oh, wow. That was, that was my next question. I don't know. I don't even know if they're still around. Well, there's Ericsson, but Ericsson is something else now. It's well, like Bingham, that's Bingham what, cycles. That, that's what you, yeah, that's what you said. Huh? Oh, and you know, um, I'm looking up strong real quick and see if they're still website still up and running. Okay. I mean, you, USA made definitely, you know, and, I, and I'm still not positive about all of They may be USA assembled, but we, we won't go there. Bingham build. That's, is that what strong's become or that's no, what, that's, that's, that's what, what Ericsson became. Become, yeah. And they're, uh, hand-built steamboat who else but i mean uh who else is making custom i mean i'm sure there are low-run quantity shops out there that can do hand-built tie yeah um, um I'm, I'm sure there's probably a dozen people we we may not know about off the top oh, yeah of i know and that's why i brought it up but I, I i nobody i can i mean again I wouldn't look outside of Chumba I mean, and Moots. Yeah, if I had the myself. coin, I'd go Moots. Um, but when you get into tie frames, I mean, I think they're all on similar playing fields. Mm, I'm not gonna. No, I'm gonna vehemently disagree with that one. Okay. Well, without throwing anybody under I'm the not, bus. No, I'm not going to <laughs> yeah. throw anyone under the bus. I mean, when you're talking about between Bingham. Which was Ericsson, and I think they're still doing everything at the same level. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I would, I would throw Ericsson into that group too. Yeah. If it was classic Ericsson, yeah. I'm only not including them because I don't know anything about them under the new label yeah. or the new ownership or however that works, and I don't want that to come across as a negative. It's an I don't know. Yeah. I would have had no problem five years ago going Ericsson. Yeah. Um. I still look like they make some I'm, my, beautiful. My beautiful guess race. is my guess is that they would. Um, is Thompson still doing their tight bikes? That I don't know, but I would I would wager pretty hard that they're not uh, welding them in. No, no, I I, I, I don't. Do, I agree with what you're saying there, mm -hmm. but from a Thompson quality control pride of product stance. Uh -huh. I would definitely highly consider a Thompson tie frame and look into it more. I'm seeing if they uh, complete bike. I don't know. I know. Hardtail complete, but that's he's, he's asking specifically about a, um, it looks like that's the only frame they make. Okay. Is the hooch. Well, I say that, but then here's another bike that's on their email sign up where they want to get your all your information, and it's a gravel ish bike, if not a road bike. So let me see. I don't see. Looks like a huge frame. Maybe they did do another, but let's see. Or maybe bikes. they want get you on the mail list for something they have coming maybe or yeah. when you click on bikes that's the only one they show is the hooch i understand they may Hard not tail. be they may not be talking about others at the moment yeah now i mean what what's the first paragraph description of the hooch when you go to that i'm just curious now if i'm assuming thompson doesn't make it or they don't weld it anyway uh, let's see tear up the trails with the thompson complete mtb each purchase contributes to youth cycling organizations in middle georgia very specific. The full hooch build will be shipped as individual components for optimal performance. We recommend professional assembly through your trusted local bike shop. Man, this seems like it plays right into what we've always been discussing. 
Order will be processed and shipped within three business days from date of purchase. For further questions regarding this bill, email us. So they don't, they, they don't talk about the specifics on the frame mm -hmm. itself. Okay, that's mm -hmm. fine. And that's, I'll, I'll dig around on that. Um, yeah, I'm curious. Because uh, Thompson, Thompson uh, they'll be my neighbor in Georgia. So I, yeah. will, I will be getting to know them pretty well. It looks like a pretty cool build. Um, the only thing I don't like is when they do this real tight head tube junction like this. See how this comes mm -hmm. real tight? Mm -hmm. You have a really short head tube. Yeah. And then those two connecting points. Yep. To me, that's just a point of failure down the road because there's a lot of leverage on there, especially from a single speed or if you're going to run it rigid. That's a lot of leverage on a very small uh, area. I, I, I get I get that. Um, that's a byproduct of modern geometry, though. Yeah. Yeah. But you That is actually fairly that's a fairly common juncture right now but the other thing i see when i look at that is the bike packing bag doesn't fit very well in there and there is so that i'm aspect always is, in that in that thought process too so was garrett asking specifically about gravel or just tie frames uh titanium gravel he's oh he asked about mm -hmm. gravel specifically okay okay light speed i had forgotten about light speed um chumbo moots uh bear claw i don't know bear claw alchemy i forgot about alchemy um unicorn i don't know who unicorn is um come play man apparently there's a bunch well that's what i'm saying there's going to be a lot of small small ones sure so sure but um, it's also one of those things if you you know if you're just doing one frame a month you can probably yeah. make a living at it yeah oh i forgot revel makes a uh titanium gravel yeah but it's not made here is it oh that i don't know but revel is like why is coming out of the same factory as rebel now right like they they kind of combined forces well they they already were yeah. but it was it was kind of like but all city and surly yeah. at one point but there's no more why no, label is no. there well, it's all rebel it's all rebel labeled yeah. now and that's what i thought yeah i mean the rebel gravel tie is the one i want that's yeah. my wish list bike yeah. right now not a moots nope really i can't afford moots huh. i can afford rebel okay Oh, I forgot about Seven. Seven's been is a, Seven still around? Yeah, okay. Seven's been a Thai manufacturer for quite some time as well. Um, I've never heard anything bad about a Seven. Um, we mentioned Lightspeed. Merlin, is Merlin still around? See, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure all these brands you're talking about are still around, to be honest with you. Man, they're, they're still coming up in my search. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Merlin's still doing their thing. Okay. I, I mean, I somebody i never think about you don't see merlin they've always done a pretty good job well i mean i'm gonna make no mistake i'm i'm a fan of custom mm -hmm. but i'm more a fan of tie so i'm one of those i have no problem with a factory tie frame yeah myself well i mean like well i got the rebel yeah. i have the el jefe as an example yeah uh i think a tie fargo is a fantastic bike mm -hmm. uh the, the Thai El Mariachi when it was out, amazing. Would love, I would love to have any of them. The Thai Kona that was out there for a while. Mm -hmm. um, what's oh, what's the other one? The Optimus Thai um, Jabberwocky. They do the Jabberwocky and um, shit. They're still around. Wet Cat Geometry. Who is that? <laughs> well, look, do a search for Optimus Thai. Okay, hold on. I was gonna send. This is so Garrett right here. I didn't even know this animal existed. Fat Chance makes a gravel bike. And this is totally his jam right here. And I think that's, oh, oh, never mind. That, that price is 50% deposit. That's this is the total price. Okay. But that's sexy as hell. It It, it is. Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely one of those that. Less bling. If you're, if. If I have tie, I want people to know it's tie. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> that, that said, I mean, oh wait a minute, they don't do the Optimus tie anymore, but they do have a they do have a. I'm looking up wet cat geometry. Okay. Because it's driving me crazy. There's, well, there's people that are just screaming at us right oh, now. Oh yeah. Visago. Visago. <sighs> <laughs> I was like, what? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Is Visago still a thing? Yes. 
they or they were they were this spring because okay. they were on my short list uh, as well. well. Let's go to their website. Now right they now. don't have a gravel bike, or they do they not? I don't believe so. Cycle bikes, cycle bicycles, moose knuckle. That's the other thing is they've always had great names for their bikes. Um, Optimus single speed, Optimus tie geared bike. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like they have a gravel bike. It looks like everything is mountain. Uh, SS, rigid single speed, moose knuckle, ludicrous, optimus tie. Is the ludicrous? Is it ludicrous? That's the. It says it's a tie SS race bike. Okay. Um, and then they have the Radimus tie geared bike. Thirty five ninety nine for a complete. No. That's yeah, a tie frame, new 2023 model, industry 911 enduro wheels, killer wheels, FSA headset. What? Yeah. 3500 bucks tie with i9 wheels. SRAM GX dub crank set, endless, an endless 20 tooth cog and spacer kit, because Shanna is cool, and we definitely know Shanna is cool. Um, wow. That's a hell of a deal. Mm. Uh, whiskey fork. You know, it's a rigid fork, but okay. still for $3,600, fully outfitted, ready to rock and roll on tie. a tie frame. That's a stellar deal. What's the frame only price? So you can get an Optimus tie frame right now for $1,599. Okay. That's, that's, that's killer. I, th I think. Radimus tie for, it looks like all their frames are on sale right now. Yeah, they were earlier this yeah. year too. So. I almost I almost went that route, but then um, then Mad Duck became a rebel dealer, and it's yep. like that's all right. Thank you. That hmm. helps me make my decision. So it looks like they do have a TKO all road all road gravel frame. Okay, but it's sold out, and there's not even a picture of it. Okay, and it's twenty ninety nine twenty two thousand ninety nine dollars for the frame. So, hmm. I'd, I had forgotten about Visago. You know, you know, in DFW at least, it seems like we get waves of. Oh, we bikes. get we get we we get fadness here. Yeah, like like there was a huge Yeti push. Uh, then you know, uh, everybody was riding Pivot for a while. Um, I don't even know what the the big sweeping frame manufacturer is now, but it, it seems. Kind of funny because something will catch on and then all of a sudden you'll look around and everybody's riding not the right. same bike right. but the same right. manufacturer no we definitely get caught up in in our keeping up with the joneses and yeah. badness around yeah. here the, the jabberwocky stuff uh, the visago stuff i mean boy did a fantastic job over at dbw getting yeah. people dialed into that yeah but also keep in mind at least from my perspective boy Apologies, I don't want to be speaking on your behalf. I've never heard this story from you. It's an assumption. My guess is, you know, that was like when everyone else was doing Surly, because you could get Surly anywhere. Right. Boyd found Visago, and he's like, all right. Yeah. Everybody's wanting to build up their own frames, wanting to build up their own bikes. Yeah. Here's something different. Yeah. And it was cool, yeah. and it was different. Yeah, and Visago was, there was a huge wave of Visago. Yeah. Um, but it was all Dallas Bike Works, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, well, I mean, of course, we had a huge, like, Surly was the big initial wave of single speeders. Uh, or, I mean, back in 04. But it was QBP, so everybody yeah. could get Surly. Yeah. So the, that, that didn't point anyone to a particular shop at that time. And then we saw Niner everywhere for a little bit. And yeah, saw him broken by the side of the road all the time. I can't even begin to estimate how many. <laughs> I broke so many Niners in the Sur 9. So when Sur 9 first came out, I jumped on and bought one. Um, had to be 02, 03, somewhere in that range. And that was back when they were doing their first initial EBB, which was a headache in itself. Yeah, yeah. But I broke probably two or three within the first two or three years, like one a year almost. And, uh, they would just send me another one. Great customer service. <laughs> and I remember the last one they sent me, you know, everything was done through an email and 
I think it, it had to be like my seventh or eighth frame. And I just sent him an email. I said, at this point, why don't you just send me a jersey and let's call it a sponsorship? <laughs> and they didn't like that. <laughs> um, and then Domahitty left uh, Niner to start his own uh, company, a, another company. And I don't know where they are now, but Niner still seems to be around, still well, seems to be doing stuff. It, it the name's still around. So yeah. that that that's another one where that Niner basically disappeared. Yeah. And Niner Phase Two is is what's out there uh, right now. And I mean, everything I've heard about the current Niner stuff is it's you know they don't have those sorts of issues. Right. By any stretch of the imagination any, anymore. But, I mean, we it, it's hard to differentiate now. I'm under the impression that the national brand, the big box brands, are back to being kind of the standard, but maybe they always were, and it was just the circles we were traveling in that, you know, our, our folks rarely went Trek or specialized right or, or even Cannondale, so to speak. And maybe, maybe my perceptions were off that that was kind of the thing, but I do, I do on the gravel side, for example, definitely seeing more treks and specialized and, mm -hmm. and things like that there than we were just a few years ago. So I do, I do think those you know why that is though kind of strong armed a lot of the stores and now that we have a lot of trek branded I, stores i i i believe yes i believe the options of where you can go to buy bikes are more limited now than they used to be yeah so that i'm sure that contributes to that how ugly is that oh uh, well okay <laughs> I've I've yet to see an e-bike that's not ugly. Yeah, that's true. Oh, but uh, I mean, I'm assuming, and going back to that moots from a few weeks ago. Oh my god! To the more battery you're going to fit in there, the uglier it's going to make it. So yeah. I'm assuming that's a longer distance right. one too. Would would be my guess, as ugly as that was. But that's just a guess. I didn't even know this animal existed. Oh yeah. Have you seen one of those in the wild? Full suspension. Gravel. I have I have not seen it in the wild yet, but I have magic carpet ride. Yes. Yeah. Huh. I, no, but I'm very familiar with it being out there. But I have yeah. not seen one in the wild yet. Mm. That that would have been a that would have been a good bike for this past weekend. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe I should reach out to Niner. Hmm. I wonder that their business model is still exactly the same, right? I mean, they're just they're getting uh, containers full of frames from overseas yes and yes and assembling them here or selling them as frames and and such i think maybe they only do uh completes now it looks like well i th i think there are very few frame only offerings out there we're going back to our abundance of standards oh wait frame sets available here okay so i, I was wrong okay oh yeah you can buy the majority of it well but you're still back. You're still back to the realm of well, you can get the frame set, but yeah, you. <laughs> good luck putting it together and not having to send something back. That's true. You can get an Air Nine frame, which is your dream frame material, aluminum, for three ninety nine. Okay, that is stupid cheap. Well, that's that. That's what I was saying though. It's like yeah. I, I, I think the economy of aluminum is going to be needed in the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but I could be wrong. And a Cernine frame right now is on sale for eleven ninety nine, which I think that's still uh, Reynolds 853. Good little frame, still frame set. I guess you can't run a UDH on there. Oh, well, apologies, Garrett. We've we've gotten completely pulled to the side of looking for tie now. Now oh, we're sorry. looking for aluminum. Sorry. <laughs> I think... I'm surprised to say that there's more um, titanium frame manufacturers out there than I thought. Uh, uh, yeah, but just because they have a website doesn't mean that's true. that true. you can get anything from them right now. That's true. Or it may be two years out, 
or, well, the website's still there, but we haven't put anything out in six months, or there's a possibility that maybe that the Visago information, for example, might be out of date because that's kind of what their stuff was looking like six months ago. Hmm. When was the last time you really heard anything about Visago? It's been a while. That is true. So there, there might be some of them that their websites are there, but and I'm not implying Visago's out of business. I don't want it to come across that way. It just, I, I remember their price being very acceptable then and something along the lines of the out-of-stock gravel bike reminded me. Oh, yeah. that's, that's what I saw six months ago or more. Their, their uh, website is very uh, rudimentary at best anyways. but Just for shits and giggles, what's mm-hmm. Chumba's current lead time or availabilities? Let's see what Chumba said. Because I'm pretty sure they were low on stock, out of stock, not too terribly long ago on Thai stuff, but I could be misremembering that where would it say their lead time i mean i would i would say look at their tie trilingua says in uh, their header says in stock now sendero steel envy frame builder show bike complete and a trilingua steel 52 complete oh so those are bikes that they have built up oh man i am not buying a bike anytime soon this is their Sendero Steel mm-hmm. Envy Show Bike Complete Medium. Good looking bike. It's got the UDH, the transmission setup, and everything. This is a rigid bike, though. Just and it's a steel frame. Mm-hmm. Complete. Just give me a guess. What do you think? You said it's rigid. Mm-hmm. Why is a Sendero rigid? Well, it's the way they built it up. Uh, what's the fork? I guess it's an NV paint match fork. It is an NV fork. So it's got the integrated fender. It's got an NV bar on it. It's got a dropper post. NV wheels, obviously. Okay. Like I said, it's got the... NV wheels. The GRX. Oh, wait. Which... The SRAM, transmi- SRAM transmission. It doesn't say if it's the GX or the, the high end, the top end. Oh, it's the XO. That's a... XO drop train. And you said it's a show bike. Mm-hmm. And the Envy wheels. That's a $7,000 bike. Hmm. That would be a bargain. Really? It's marked down from $99.98 to $84.95. Okay. I understand. Yeah. I understand. And when I said that's a $7,000 bike, I was just going based on my memory of, yeah. of Chumba pricing. Yeah. So, okay. Well, you know, supply and demand. Yeah. And it doesn't look like they have a whole lot of supply. So the demand is yeah. most wow. likely there. That's a lot of doll hairs. <laughs> it's outside my budget. No, that's, not, that's not my budget. <laughs> Garrett texted me back when I sent him that uh, fat chance. And he said, I got to be ready when I win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's Chumba, right? Yeah, he's got two. Two chumbas. Uh, one of them is single speed, and the other one is geared uh, for bike packing. Okay. Uh, yeah. We had a great ramble this weekend. Good stuff. Yeah. Garrett, Garrett was one of those that didn't show for all or nothing, even though he signed up. Oh. Uh, I think he was still cooked from uh, BT Epic. Probably. That, and that's what that's, that's what I'm saying. And. That's one of the things I like about the membership model. We've had this debate before, mm-hmm. um, and I'm right. So there's really no debate to be oh, had. Okay, <laughs> I love it when you when you know you're right. But i I like people not feeling obligated to go to and show up for an event that maybe they're not ready for or whatever if yeah. it if it does if it doesn't line up for them i don't want them to go holy hell i've got 150 bucks in this thing i gotta show up yeah sort of sort of thing yeah. and it, then they're just like pissed off when they get there kind of yeah that makes sense so if if people don't make it out i'm fine with that i'm not gonna throw you under the bus unless you're garrett then <laughs> then i'll throw you under the bus <laughs> oh garrett's one of those guys that show up, shows up at your event and just makes it even more interesting well that's that's why i'm it's like I, I miss it when he's not there yeah he's 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 always a benefit to the event yeah he's always a benefit to the event pictures 
So before we wrap this up, okay, because I feel like we're we're getting ready to wrap, aren't we? Pro- yeah, we probably should. So uh, you know, I value your opinion on movies. Uh oh. Have you seen Killers of the Flower Moon? And what's your level of interest? <sighs> Man, no, I have not. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, very torn mm-hmm. by this, and, but let me explain why. So you sp- knew you were going to have so many opinions. That's why I wanted to ask. Probably not for the reasons you think, okay. but uh, so you had touched on earlier. You haven't gotten into the listening to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I I have. Mm-hmm. That said, it's I've gotten more into podcasts lately, so mm-hmm. I, I definitely listen to a lot more podcasts than I do audiobooks. What 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 do you do audiobooks on? What app? I do Audible. Okay, great name by the way. Yeah, the um, last book that I listened to is, is Empire of the Summer Moon. Well, that was like the first one. That's yeah. what that's what got me started on yeah. audio Audible books or audio books. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's this one? Killers of the Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon. That's the most recent one I tried to listen to, and I just could not get into the story yeah. at all. Huh. I mean, I probably listened, attempted to listen to it several times, and everybody was talking about how great of a book it was, and I knew the movie was coming out. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, the story itself at the book level mm-hmm. just isn't doing doing anything for me. You know, they're gonna traumatize it i don't but from my perspective i'm not seeing how the movie would do anything for me either i maybe i'm not going to go to the theater and see it when it show when it shows up on one of my streaming services as just a de facto standard i'll watch it i definitely will scorsese dicaprio de niro brendan fraser i understand all that i mean it it all it all sounds good to me. I understand all that. I want to see it, and it, but I'm not inclined to go to the movie theater. Those right. aspects you're saying, mm-hmm. if I had not read the book or listened to the book or attempted to listen to the book, mm-hmm. I would probably actually have been to the theater already to have seen it. I figured, but because the story itself hasn't been doing it for me, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's no real motive. I'm more motivated to see Barbie. <laughs> But even in Barbie, I'm waiting for it to come down to a regular rental price. Yeah. I'm not going to pay the uh, yeah. buy it now for twenty six ninety one or whatever it was. Have you watched? Uh, you don't have Netflix right now, do you? No, I do not. Okay. Garrett recommended uh, Old Dad, which has Bill Burr as one of the main characters, and it's it's this group of three friends that they just are so like anti PC, and they're just fighting their way through this woke world. It's such, it's so your flavor. You would totally appreciate it. Um, so when that becomes available in your quiver, okay. I'd highly encourage you to watch it. So, yeah. So my, my streaming rotation has been blown out this month because I had to break down and get uh, Hulu live TV so I could watch the Rangers and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So that means none of the uh, $7.99 a month. Oh, that, well have, that. You have Paramount? I did not at the moment. No. Okay. I do have Peacock because I got a. Oh, Peacock. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, Peacock. Uh, there's a movie that just came out called Strays. That's a classic dog lost. Dog finds its way home. Okay. You know, it, it's been done a, bu- a bunch of different times, but this is a totally rated R version. Interesting. Jamie Foxx is one of the voices, and Will Ferrell is one of the voices. Okay. And it is totally funny. Okay. It's worth watching. And, May do that um, tonight. Do we know who the Rangers are playing yet? Uh, Diamondbacks. It is Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. Is game one win Friday? Friday. Yeah. Friday. Will Forte. That's his name. Um, he's the the main uh, male or main action character, I guess you could say, because everything else is dog. But it's it's fun. It's a fun watch. Okay. Um, yeah. Diamondbacks uh, won in game seven against the Phillies, and so this may be. Wishful thinking, um, especially the way the Diamondbacks surprised the Phillies. But I honestly think that the Diamondbacks are going to be the easiest path for the Rangers to win the World Series. I think we stand a better chance playing the Diamondbacks than we would have playing the Phillies. Um, That being said, everybody was excited about Scherzer coming back. 
for the Rangers, mm-hmm. and his last two outings looked. Eh. Well, I mean, they had no choice but to look. Eh. So it's a, it's a matter of degree of how much eh, was there. And I thought I saw improvement of his second game over his first game. Yeah, but uh, they still pulled him really early. But that could have been tactical as well, you know. I think I think they wanted three innings from him and yeah. to get into the bullpen. Yeah, but they how I mean how awesome did they? Win? That was that was such a pleasure to watch. I actually is Garcia a beast or oh what? God. Oh my God, he did so well. He, he seems like such a good guy. Um, that being back to Scherzer real quick. Uh, game seven was the first time that I noticed that he has two different color eyes. Oh, how have you not noticed that before? I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess mean, it's like you. Ninety-nine percent of the pictures of them highlight that. Ah, I know. I just I had noticed so it many before. memes and running jokes well, on it's it too. One of those things like once you see it, you can't. Not oh see yeah, it, you can't you know? not see it. So I, and then Gage brought up a good point. He said, um, you know, when you have blue eyes, blue eyes attract more light, and so typically blue-eyed people, their pupils stay uh, not not dilated but more tight, whereas darker-eyed. Uh, Individuals like brown eyes and uh, green eyes uh, attract less light, so their pupils stay more dilated. Okay. And so he's like, I wonder how that works with his depth and, and vision and everything. And I was like, I hadn't even thought about that, but it was just interesting. That's the way my kid's brain works, you know? So, but I am interested to see game seven or game, game one. Game one. On, and it's uh, here, right? Uh, I think the first game is actually. In Arizona, we have home field. Advantage. Oh, we have home field advantage, but yeah. it. Uh, I knew we had home field advantage, but mm-hmm. okay, it's it's the middle. It's the middle games that make it home field advantage. In fact, uh, speaking of, uh, this says World Series game one. It says Arizona at Texas. Okay. So I thought for a reason that they were playing in Arizona, but I don't know. Oh, it says Globe Life Field. There we go, Arlington, Texas. I feel like we talked a lot about bikes today. We did. We did. Maybe Rich will be happy. I mean, never mind. Well, and we, you know, we could record a shiftless on site with Rich. That would be awesome. uh, Down at Spinistry Palooza with whiskey. That's a given. Yeah. Don't let me forget. I have this whiskey that you have to at least nose. Okay. It's tremendous. Um, so you, are you doing all the shopping or are, am I supposed to do shopping for I you? Don't, I don't let anybody buy my groceries. That's, I'm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I still need the facts. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Um, we'll break that down as soon as we uh, roll out the music here. Okay. Shall we? Yeah. I have to pee. Me too. Me too. 